Well, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD, and who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's always Michelle. It's always me. It's always me. Hi, guys. It's always. And always. Every now and then, somebody in addition, but always Michelle. And always Guys, JD. if this is... <laughs> uh, yeah, that, in fact, it's always us. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, if this is your first time tuning in, first of all, thank you for checking out our podcast. Uh, what's it all about? Well, it's called We Watch Shudder because that's what we do. We watch Shudder. Uh, specifically, we uh, we watch all of their new original and exclusive releases, uh, and we talk about them. And then sometimes they don't have a new or original, or rather a new original or exclusive release for us to watch. So we find other things to talk about, uh, or other movies to talk about that are uh, available on that service, and that's what's happening today. Uh, Michelle, tell people about, before we tell them what the movie is, tell them why we made this selection this week. Absolutely. So we love getting... Notice how I, I, I do... I, it I'm, was a command, not to... a question. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you're getting more assertive and telling me what to do on the podcast. I will give orders, <laughs> so I'm not a... Oh, yep. hey, what's your opinion? Go ahead. Yep. Tell them what's no up, Ma- Michelle. Uh, go listen to the last episode if you want to hear both of us get very awkward and JD very Oh, man, it was a questions. rough one. I thought it was hilarious, but I stopped. Oh, it was eventually. great, but it was, <laughs> it was, uh, oh, man, it was great at our expense. That's for sure. <laughs> Especially uh, mine. <laughs> Best kind, best kind of greatness. Uh, so yeah, we love getting listener requests. We have actually gotten several so far from different people, and we got one from a guy named a Parrot Head Dad on Instagram uh, for this movie that we watched. So Darker Than Night, recommended by a Parrot Head Dad. Uh, according to what I could find out from their Instagram, they have a podcast called Songlines and Tan Lines, a sort of Jimmy Buffett based podcast. So if Jimmy Buffett is your thing go check out that podcast and uh then check out our podcast come back to us don't don't just go off into Jimmy Buffett land and we never see you again please come back oh come on Michelle (laughs) Jimmy Buffett land there was a perfect opportunity right there for you to say don't go off into Margaritaville and you missed it I think the only song I know is Margaritaville (laughs) exactly okay you're saying that like it excuses the like Oh, I love I'm you, Michelle. Sorry. You're fantastic. I'm <laughs> ignorant no. about music. I'm very, very ignorant about music. Right, I know my, Ella my Fitzgerald is, and Skrillex. <laughs> my point is that Margaritaville was the obvious, was so obviously the choice there because you don't even know anything about Jimmy Buffett, but you know Margaritaville and That's you fair. didn't say wander up. Man, I'm in a real critical mood today. Maybe it has something to do with that shit we were talking about before we came on the air. Sometimes Michelle is very, very uh, uh, understanding that sometimes JD just needs to bitch for about 10 to 15 minutes about how fucked up his day was uh, before we record this podcast to make sure it goes okay. And I want to thank her for letting me do that today. You did uh, uh, start off pretty positive compared to how you were when you got on the call. Now we're going back into Dreeryville. Margaritaville, <laughs> does that count? Are margaritas dreary? I like margaritas. They make me black oh, out, tequila. and I can go for one right now. <laughs> Te- uh, yeah, tequila can, uh, you can have all the tequila you want. I'm avoiding that uh, forever. 
Wow. All right, so uh, the movie, yes, absolutely. Shout out to a parrot-headed dad. Thank you for checking out our podcast. Uh, I believe we figured out, Michelle, that a parrot-headed dad was, in fact, the first person to ever like leave a rating and review for us anywhere uh, about our podcast. Uh, is that correct? Yes. Uh, as far as I can tell, unless it is a crazy coincidence that Parrot Head Dad on Apple Podcasts gave us our first review back on May 4th, 2022. And let me tell you, getting our first five-star review made both of our days so great. So when oh, we got man. your recommendation, we were like, absolutely, definitely. We were so chipper when we got our first review because we're like, they don't fully hate us <laughs> great no it was it was <laughs> fabulous i was like yeah. wow people are actually listening and have opinions uh, that are positive yeah. uh so thank you to a parrot headed dad for shooting us this recommendation darker than night is the film uh not a shutter original or exclusive uh but uh, more of a classic uh it's from 1975 uh it's a mexican film uh and uh Interestingly enough, they did remake this uh, uh, in 2014. We'll talk more about that when we get into the spoilers section. Normally what we do here is we're going to talk a little bit about our spoiler-free thoughts on the movie, and then if you decide you want to check it out, we'll give you a chance to do that. Michelle, what are your spoiler-free thoughts? You want to hit us with those? Absolutely. That, First that's I'm a question gonna... I get to ask I know. because that's like that's part that's of the, the whole thing. Shit, I got gotcha. you. Right? I, I hit us with them spoiler-free thoughts. <laughs> well, first I'm going to hit you with the tagline of this movie so that people have oh, a basic right. idea. I, oh, Jesus, Michelle. <laughs> oh. It's okay. You're having a bad day. And this I got to just, just let you works. be the pilot. This is ridiculous. Oh, man. Me being a pilot, this plane's going down. This plane's going down so fast. <laughs> I've been watching Yellow Jackets lately. I would not survive. Anyway. Uh, according to the Shutter website, the description of this movie, very brief, four beautiful women move to an old house inherited by the aunt of one of them and witness strange things. Darker than night, 102 minutes, TV, M.A. Uh, my spoiler free thoughts. I find it impossible to believe that there are good movies before June 1989 because I don't think it's possible that there was any sort of happiness before I existed on Earth. Uh, this movie tries really hard to fight against that. Um, I can't really say that I disliked it. I can't say that I liked it. It's just not really for me, but uh, I, it did give a valiant effort. There were a lot of scenes that on their own I actually kind of liked um, I thought that there was a lot of like the way that they're shot is not how I saw a lot of movies from the 70s being shot before there were some things that were kind of new and innovative compared to other classic horror that I have seen um, ultimately I'm going to land on the side of I liked it I didn't feel like I wasted my time I'll probably never watch it again but I can see why it was recommended because there was some interesting stuff here I'm going to go a 3.25 3.25 from Michelle on Darker Than Night. Uh, and I couldn't possibly uh, agree more thoroughly with your overall thoughts there. Uh, it's funny that you say uh, this one is just really not for me because that's a phrase that I use when I'm trying to you know, so your mom said if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. And, uh, well, we got a podcast, and I got to say something. Uh, but, no, overall, I agree with you. There are individual elements here 
that I thought were really cool and things that really grabbed my attention and that I enjoyed. As a whole, oh man, this, uh, I don't want to say a parrot-headed dad owes me an hour and a half of my life back because (laughs) he's a great man and I appreciate his listenership, but oh boy, uh, this one... This one was a slog uh, for me, and uh, overall, the experience was more of like a two, a two skulls. A two skull from JD. Uh, I am excited to get into the the spoiler section of this because I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things to talk about that happened in this movie. I could understand saying that it's a slog because if they had cut out 20 minutes of this film it would have been way more enjoyable there was a lot of unnecessary things in between the exciting parts that do make it feel way way longer than it has to be oh tell me about it (laughs) and you will yep absolutely (laughs) so if you are still listening hi thanks for tuning in uh we're gonna get to the spoiler section so if you want to go check out this movie uh i think it's worth it if you like horror um it's it's got a couple interesting shots that i think are at least worth watching once it does a couple things that i don't know you'll have to see it or listen to our spoiler section to hear us talk about it and why don't we go into the spoiler section right now now all right so spoiler free section we uh Spoiler section. Uh, Spoiler free section. Spoiler section. We just finished the spoiler free section. Did you come back? Man, I hope you came back. Um, This is a place where Michelle uh, is going to take a moment to summarize the movie for those of you who decided not to go watch it uh, but are still listening and want to at least have a handle on what happened so you're not just out there flapping in the wind. But I asked Michelle to do something special this week. Uh, there's a, a description of the film uh, as written on Wikipedia, of all places, uh, that is, uh, is uh, well, it's accurate in ways. Uh, <laughs> but I want Michelle to read that specific plot summary because there's a couple of things that I want to say about it. Michelle... Yeah. Take it away. See, Absolutely. Command, not a question. <laughs> so the plot of what's listed as Blacker Than the Night. On right. Wikipedia, Darker Than Night, Mas Negro Que La Noche. Do a Mas Negro Que La Noche. More black than the night. Yes. yes. So the plot. The film is about four women that... Oh, The film is about four women who you never call a person a that or a witch. The film is about four women who move to a creepy house inherited by one of them from an old aunt. As a condition, they must take care of the aunt's pet, a black cat. One day they find the cat dead. Soon after, Aurora's dead body is found hanging in the library by Ophelia. One night, a half-drunken Pilar comes to the house as she is walking... His, she is walking to the steps. She sees the ghost of Susanna and falls to her death on the floor. Now Ophelia and Marta are the only ones left in the house. Marta tells Ophelia that Aurora had killed the cat along with her and Pilar and that she knows that she is next. Ophelia tells her to get away from the house and she runs to open the gate for her boyfriend. They find Marta impaled with several knitting needles as a sobbing Ophelia and her boyfriend are leaving the house. The cat's meowing is heard in-house. So that's the plot. I mean, and that's a pretty accurate uh, overall in most ways summary of what happens in this movie. Do you not agree, Michelle? I think it is wacky, but accurate. 
Right. So here's the part Whack that I it. wanted to talk. Here's the part that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say. The film is about four women who move to a creepy house inherited by one of them from an old aunt. As a condition, they must take care of the aunt's pet, a black cat. One day they find the cat dead. This thing is like seven or eight lines long, five or six sentences. That first sentence, or those first two sentences, right up to one day they find the cat dead, is a fucking half an hour of the movie. And then it follows with, soon after, Aurora's dead body is found hanging in the library by Ophelia. Between when they find the cat dead and when they find Aurora dead is another half hour of the movie. It's not soon after fucking anything. It's an hour and 10 minutes before this movie gets going. And so much of what happens in that first hour is just slow and unnecessary. Uh, this was uh, man, this was a pace that I just could not deal with. But I saw, I, I want to be clear, what I'm ranting about here is more i don't know who wrote this fucking wikipedia description but they don't understand time at all uh but it also in a weird way accurately reflects how this movie plays out because so much happens in the last half hour once everything gets going and that is ultimately a good summary of my experience for this movie is it just took forever for anything to get going uh, and by the time it did, I was already kind of detached. Several comments. First, all yeah, movies yeah. from the 70s feel like they take too long to me. So I went like 75. Even the okay. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was Michelle. about to say with the exception. Even John Carpenter's Halloween, Michelle. Actually, yeah. I don't, I don't love Halloween. Well, this podcast is over. <laughs> Thanks for joining I, us. I'd I like, like to thank it. the parrot-headed dad for recommending the movie <laughs> that made me realize my co-host is a dummy. Oh, that's the one that's going to make it? Uh, <laughs> no. That's the thing that you're drawing the line at? Because there are so many things uh, that I have fought for that you would disagree on. Look at Oh, I know. You have, se- <laughs> you, had, you had several comments, Michelle. Go ahead. Several yes. comments. Have at Excellent. it. Excellent. Uh, I think that Go this ahead, movie have at it. Command. <laughs> I think this movie needed more dancing. All the dancing scenes were my favorite. I've never been to a party where eight people dance awkwardly beside a pool in just just a silly way that I was like, is this supposed to be funny or is this what they did in the 70s? Because I've seen a lot of movies from the 70s. I've never seen those moves and I just it seems like they wrote a lot of the script just to allow for more dancing. And you know what? I'm here for it. This movie needed how more many, dancing. You've seen a lot of movies from the 70s, but how many Mexican movies from the 70s have you seen? Maybe poolside dancing was like a Mexican pop culture thing in the 70s. I don't know. I wasn't there. That's true. I was not there either. And that's why it's impossible to believe that they could have had a good time doing anything before I was around. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's that also love the concept of leaving your things to somebody and saying, take care of my cat. And if the cat dies, then 
oh no, you're haunted and you're going to die. Love that concept. Going to leave everything to my cats. And then if you are not nice to them, I'm going to show up. I'm going to murder you. Love that concept. Uh, for oh, yeah. Yeah. I That <laughs> element, like this is weirdly enough, yet another entry. As I think I've said this the last several episodes. This is definitely a story where I feel like there's a better movie possible here. I shouldn't even say a better movie. I should say a, a version of this story that I would enjoy more. Because, yes, once I understood what was going on, that was like, oh, no, they didn't just find the cat dead. They murdered that cat, and the ghost of the lady whose cat it was fucking murdered all of them, too. I was like... Yeah, right on. Fuck those people. They murdered your cat for no for just being a cat. Yeah, I was into that. That was dope. Uh, that's a good way for us to segue into the three most important uh, shots that tell you why I ultimately landed on the side of liking this. Despite all it right. being, you know, I could have used a lot less boyfriend drama. Um, like cut all of that out. There's so much boyfriend drama. Just it dump was, them, girl. And it was all dump irrelevant. <laughs> Just <laughs> utterly irrelevant to the I think the that's plot. what killed it for me. Just like dump him. You deserve better. I guess back in the 70s, people didn't think that they were worth something if they weren't married by like 22. So <laughs> Also, uh, as long him. as you did mention the boyfriend drama there, uh, this is a good example in, uh, of explaining how detached this movie made me because I just couldn't stay with it at its pace. Um, at one point, uh, I was all confused because I thought there was only one dude in this movie. And as it turns out, it was two dudes. And I was like, wait, what? No. <laughs> why is the one lady not upset about the other lady making out with her fella? And it's not even the same dude. Now, in my defense, they both have these ridiculous, uh, big, fucking thick, heavy 1970s porn yeah. star mustaches. But, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I get it. It's two different dudes. Uh, yeah, modern movies. And all would of never that see... shit, completely <laughs> unnecessary. You would never see that mustache on two people. So you're like, oh, the guy with the crazy mustache must be one person. No, there's two of them. It's the 70s. Uh, but yeah, so the three scenes that uh, really stuck out to me, the opening scene with the old woman talking to her cat and then dying, all those shots of just the cat. Yes. I don't see the woman. I, I loved that opening sequence. I thought, you know, like I said, a lot of the time they would focus on the person talking, focusing on the cat and making us very aware that the cat is a crucial piece of this, that the cat is more important than the woman. Loved it. Uh, there's a scene later on where uh, the woman is walking uh like after I forgot the names of all of these people, but she's walking very slowly and it's just focused on her feet shuffling very slowly after the, the woman and the woman keeps looking back and trying to get away. And I just thought that was really beautiful. I can't really explain why, but I think again that the focus wasn't on the face or the majority of this person. It was just on the feet. The feet were what mattered more than anything else. That sound and watching how they, they walked was more important. And I just, I thought, that was beautiful and then of course the third one the pivotal moment when we find out that these three fucking women murdered a cat uh yeah. starving to death was already bad enough but then uh the fact that they all just joined together and beat a fucking cat to death is 
insane. And the way that they tell that with the uh, colors distorting and becoming red and black instead of showing you what's actually happening and kind of emphasizing what a nightmare scenario this was. I thought the yeah. fact that it changed into more of that artsy style, again, not something I've seen very much from classic horror. And I those were the three things that really pushed it to the side of, you know, this is worth watching at least once. I can see why it would be recommended. And I I like those things. I thought there was some cool stuff going on here. Yeah, absolutely. This movie, uh, it's uh, it's very gothic horror. It's part of, uh, uh, in fact, this uh, uh, this version of it that's available on Shutter is the version that was released uh, by Vinegar Syndrome a while back as part of a three movie set called Mexican Gothic: The Films of Carlos Enrique Taboada. Uh, and so, uh, it definitely has that sort of classic gothic European hammer horror kind of vibe throughout most of the movie with a little bit of like Italian giallo in there, but then it does have those couple of, uh, like almost very psychedelic moments. The opening sequence of this film, which you mentioned right up top there, is probably my favorite part of the movie. Like, they go out of their way to, like you said, not show you the old lady's face. You hear her talking to the cat. You see the cat and the cat's behavior a lot. And those sudden moments where they would freeze frame on the cat and bleed it out into, like, a two-color wash that's all distorted and contrasty. And there's that weird sort of... Uh, music that's more, again, like psychedelic and atmospheric and weird than any of the music that happens for the rest of the film. That opening credits uh, slash prologue montage sequence is fucking fantastic. It's so good. I was actually super excited for the rest of this movie after watching that, which may even have been part of why I was kind of let down. Uh, but again, I like you, I did love when they came back at the end and in that sequence where they're talking about how they had actually murdered the cat after the cat uh, killed the canary, uh, that uh, uh, they went back to that style a little bit. I just wish that would have been more of a of a theme or, or style that they dropped into maybe a little bit more frequently over the course of the movie or that they did some other interesting things. Uh, but, uh, but I agree with you. Now, the thing that I do want to mention is because you mentioned in there uh, that the original story when they find the cat dead is like, oh, we accidentally locked it in the cellar and it starved to death. Do you have any idea how fucking long it would take a cat to starve to death? Oh, like man. literally a couple uh, of weeks. No, I actually do know um, because one of my family members is a terrible, terrible person. Uh, you know who you are. Fuck you. Um, in case you ever listen to this. Uh, so, yeah, I do know firsthand. And I think that's why that upset me so much. Um, yeah, we don't have to get into it on the podcast. I went through therapy. I'm doing better now. <laughs> right. So, I, but I yeah, was just take like, a very long time. I was like, that that cat has been missing for two days, yeah, at most. And this oh, lady just buys. <laughs> right. This lady just buys the story that the cat starved to death in the cellar. Also. 
did you notice how severely they beat that cat yes. in that ending sequence? You're telling yes. me that cat wasn't obviously beaten to death when she saw its corpse in the cellar? Uh, yeah, that was a little, that was a, a bit of a bridge too far for me, a leap of logic that I was just like, oh, come on. Uh, but, uh, no, I, you're, you're right. Those, those sequences where they get all, all weird and psychedelic are amazingly well done. There are some things with the music here that's really well done. Uh, so I don't want to, I, I definitely want to give the movie its roses where it deserves them. Uh, also, uh, the, this, <laughs> this movie has the, like a karate kid ending, right? Where it's like fucking third lady gets the knitting needles in her chest and it's over there's not even end <laughs> credits it's just like murder cut it's done <laughs> i thought that, that was such a, murder movie such a over. startling ending yeah no i i i thought the cat meowing at the end was more comical than scary oh and that's another thing about this movie is that it's always hard for me to say that i really enjoyed a horror movie if it didn't scare me at all you know it this was it was just like a pretty gothic thing and it's it's not my cup of tea i know that other people would appreciate this a lot more than i oh, would sure. um but for me i'm like ah, it's creepy but uh it didn't really scare me so it's hard to rate it compared to other things that i really enjoyed that tried to scare me this was kind of like just a a pretty nice drama and then suddenly some murder thrown in <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah uh so uh, so yeah, that's, uh, but that, you know, like I said, they remade this and, and I feel like there is the possibility that there's a version of this story that I might enjoy. Uh, but also it was remade in 2014, right in that era where there was a lot of remaking being done and most of it was terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not against the idea of remaking in itself. Uh, I do want it to be at least uh, as strong on its own uh, and, and be worth watching. And this was a two. Uh, so I don't know. I like. I, I might try to find the remake. I might not. I don't know, Michelle. Uh, one thing I did want to point out about the cinematography in this movie that I did find very interesting is you're right. There are so many beautiful shots in this movie. Uh, there's uh, uh, this great shot where the cat uh, fr is just uh, sort of uh, outside, like sitting on a, the table next to the canary's cage, and it's a completely stationary camera locked in place, uh, like stage frame type shot where the camera never moves, the framing never changes. We just watch the action in the frame. I thought that was super cool. But then also... Like, over on the flip side, there are a couple of moments where there are just some god-awful, like, 70s trash cinema B-movie, like, zoom-ins and pans and such. The first time they zoom in on the maid's face, it's all clunky and awkward. I was just like, man, did two different people shoot this movie? What's going on here? Uh, I, I found that dynamic uh, a little interesting. Uh, my closing thoughts, and then you can add some closing thoughts if you have any outside of that, is uh, I'm sorry that we did not love the movie A Parrot Head Dad. Maybe you hated the movie, though, and we're looking forward to us tearing it apart, and then we have just disappointed you either way by being very middling. Um, but I can tell you that 
I know what you're feeling if we did not love a movie that you love because I showed my horror movie role model a movie at the beginning of the month called The Outwaters and he told me he questioned everything I knew about horror because I love that movie so much so I get it. Shout out Uncle Uh, Jeff. (laughs) I get what it's like to be like you're gonna love this you don't like this oh no like when I send somebody a TikTok and they don't find it as funny as I do and they're wrong everything I find on TikTok is hilarious take my money China I don't care just keep giving me those bird vids. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Again, shout out to a parent head dad. Uh. Make sure, like we said, that you uh you give his his podcast a look as well. Song lines and tan lines, a sort of Jimmy Buffett based <laughs> podcast. I love the uh, indifference of that title too. Like, eh, it's sort of a Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, thing. It's, I love yeah, the, it's, the, it's, the like, eh, kind of, maybe not. Depends. Sure. I love that. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and if I find myself wondering if maybe a part of why this movie was recommended is just because we have occasionally talked about how stuff involving animals is a little bit of a soft or a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like a soft spot. We're very predictable about it. Sensitive (laughs) spot. That's the one. Yeah. So I thought, yeah. oh, maybe somebody's trying to push our buttons a little <laughs> bit here. I'm very but, transparent uh, where it's, it's difficult but, if there are animals involved. I can't help it. Right. I just, oh, but, I try. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but no, please, guys, if you have uh, uh, suggestions for movies that you'd like to hear us talk about that are available on the Shutter service, uh, drop us a message. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. All of those are at We Watch Shutter. Uh, you can email us, uh, mail at wewatchshutter.com. Don't forget to check out our website, wewatchshutter.com. we got a lot of cool stuff up on there. Um, uh, and, yeah, this uh, uh, maybe this is a movie you'll enjoy. Maybe a, I will say this, the Vinegar Syndrome 4K transfer, when you watch it on HD, whole, like... I've seen some clips from this movie like on YouTube and IMDb and things uh, that look real bad. And uh, <laughs> apparently they transferred this from uh, and the other two films in the in the Mexican Gothic uh, box set uh, from the original 35 millimeter negative, And it looks snappy. Uh, so kudos to Vinegar Syndrome. Always doing great work. Uh, with their high-quality releases, and always awesome to see them partnering up with folks uh, like Shudder. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, let us know if there's something you want to see us talk about. We do have a new original and or exclusive next week to talk about. Is that correct, Michelle? That is correct. Thank you for asking, JD. It is called oh, Brooklyn fuck you. 45. I did it again. God damn it. I'm not pointing it out every time, but drink every time JD questions. asks me a question. Uh, yeah, Take it away, Yeah, the rest of the month, Michelle. we actually have... Four more Fridays in uh, in June, so including what up, June? this one. What up, June? Uh, so Brooklyn 45, new Shutter original, comes out a week from today. Sweet, Sweet Lonely Girl is a older one in the catalog as we're still working our way through those on nights that don't have a release. Quicksand comes out on my fucking birthday. Uh, oh, so shit. That's what I'm going to be doing, watching Happy a Shutter birthday, movie. Michelle. Here, have Thank some you. quicksand. Yeah, I, I have a lot of thoughts on quicksand before I even see this movie, so I'm excited. And then lastly, Children of the Corn, the remake from 2020 slash 2023. Uh, I have seen it. You have not, as far as I know. Uh, oh, no, I have definitely gonna not be seen it. 
a fun I, conversation. I will be totally <laughs> honest with you. I didn't fucking like Children of the Corn the first time around, so it's going to be real interesting it's to see fun, how this plays out. Conversation. <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. Oh. We may also have a couple of, uh, 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 you know, you never know when we're going to throw a surprise out there. Uh, so, you know, the schedule is available, but keep your eyes open for other things. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, what else? Is there other business we still need to attend to, Michelle? I, uh, this is not a thing where I'm just throwing it to you. I'm literally not sure what (laughs) we still need to talk about. No, you have covered everything in a very comprehensive fashion. You did a good job. I got nothing oh, else wait. to say. Michelle, you're a married woman. Are you are, like? Are, are you trying to seduce me uh, with this? Uh, you were Listen, very competent, JD. I I cannot help it that I'm naturally a very seductive human. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's, a curse. It's a curse. Just nothing hotter you, <laughs> that somebody can say about you than you, you were, were very comprehensive. <laughs> <laughs> you were adequate. Thanks. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> so uh yeah thanks for listening guys uh check thanks out for the recommendation. Uh, Dar- I, I love oh. Dana branch out yeah 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 thanks for uh for everything i i'm lost how do we end this uh say good night jd good night michelle <laughs>